By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know where we want me to go with that, Dan. If you want to be more specific, it's obviously frustrating. We felt we were better team. All right, should we officially start the show, or should I just try and piece some shit together? Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Just thinking about it, I just wanted to, you know, it's spoke beef, you turn it sideways, it looks like it was. But anyway, it's like, I just can't, I can't stand this team and this franchise right now. Mr. Ventola, how do you plead? I've been pleading for four years. Can you, someone please fire this yeah, okay, please, please fire this dude. I'm going on here now. That, that, that's all he, this is about. <laughs> the real criminal is John Sweeney. Where is he? I think uh, Sweeney made a major mistake so far with the goaltending. So, yeah, not looking great. I'm like, you're picking for a pool of all these stud players. How can you fuck that up? Back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm Dave Rodriguez, joined tonight by Tyler Scales and Justin Ventola. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing all right. Yo, how's it going, Dave? Going good, going right, good. Man. It's been quite some time since we've talked. Uh, it's been about a month, actually. I think the Bruins have gone 10-3-1 and one in that time. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Te- team's looking pretty nice heading up to the trade deadline. Wondering if there's going to be any pieces to fall for that, although it looks like they have four lines going pretty decent right now. A uh, couple, couple players have cooled off. We were talking a little bit about uh, before the show uh, about Brad Marchand cooling off since his suspension a little bit. I, I just realized that Pasternak passed him in the uh, points race. What, what, what other points, anyways, between those two guys, Dave? It, I believe it's uh, 60 for Pasternak and 57 for Marchand. Okay. With... Uh, Pasternak has 33 goals and Damn, 27 yeah. assists. Yeah, Hatchick against Chicago. Masha on 23 goals, 34 assists. Yep. And they still have Tuka Rass, 4.28 goals against average on the app. So, <laughs> so yeah, as, as we've up. all known this entire season, the Boston Bruins still can't quit Tuka Rask. <laughs> At all. At all. <laughs> It's it's like an unhealthy addiction. It's it's concerning. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But back to the Marshawn thing. Have you guys noticed it Had, since Marshawn has gotten back from the sp- suspension? He's cooled off a little bit. Or is it just me? Does it seem like he's just playing a little bit too? Um, he's thinking too Soft much, and he's not just... not really using his instincts as as well as he had in the past because he's probably thinking about not wanting to get suspended yet again. Could be, yeah. He's just playing a little more, like, safe. But, yeah, it's probably because he's just been a bit rusty from the suspension. Or maybe he's just really, just, like, demotivated just to play right now. Like, because of that suspension, he just thought it was so bad. I don't know if kind I would of just, ever like, think really of Brad Marchand is demotivated to play hockey. Mm, yeah. No one him, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to I'm wrong, interrupt. Man, but... No, 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 I don't No, mean no, to... you're actually right. No, you're right, like... I never see Brad Marchand as actually a, a demotivated guy. He always just wants to play hard. Maybe he just feels like maybe he's just getting a little rusty. He just needs to practice more and just yeah, just hopefully just get back on the on the drawing board. But that, or he could be just getting you know a bit older. But it'd be a weird time for that to happen. <laughs> just get out of your prime. 
Like the youngest kid on the pod to always blame the oldest guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, looking back, he hasn't yep. scored since February 26th, uh, and uh, where he had two goals versus San Jose. And he's been back for nine games, and what's he got? He's got six assists in that, so he's only got eight points since he's been back in nine games. And I know that sounds like it's yeah. pretty close to a point a game, but... Yeah, he's not been doing that bad, but he hasn't been like, as good as he was before back in January. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think, Justin? I feel like every time Marshawn comes back from a suspension, you see something like this, but I feel like it's a little long this time. No, I definitely think so. And, like, like I also think about, too, like, that there was a good good period, I think, before this year um, where, like, he played pretty clean hockey, you know, and – well, all, all the while playing some of his best hockey, right? So, you know, I, I think he's more than shown that, like, he doesn't need to be that, that kind of, like, asshat that he can be um, in order to play his game right. Um, with, that, with that being said, I, I can't help but think is he battling through something. I mean, the dude is, again, 34 years old. I've, I've, I'm a huge proponent of this. And, like, statistics show that your play, your play does decline around, around his age. You know, so um, I think it's I think it's definitely dropped off from his prime like a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I just wonder if that, you know, a, a suspension, more time off in the game, like it takes you maybe takes him a little bit longer to get into it. Um, I know we got that nasty in- injury from Hathaway, I believe, in the Capitals game a while ago. So I don't know if he's fighting through that still. Um, but I also wonder, too, if it's not the uh, decreased kind of like playing Bergeron, quite frankly. Um because Bergeron, I think, has noticeably dropped off this year as far as his play goes. So, you know, and those two just complement each other so well. So if one's not playing that well, you know, how's the other one respond? I don't know. So I just think it's just a combination of a potentially entry bug um, and then just probably getting having a harder time to get back into it. But he is still Brad Marsh, and I believe that he will, like, snap his snap this little cold streak he's going through. Well, I, yeah, I, I have I noticed seen a little colder, I like, think, really... than I'm seeing him. What's that, Tyler? I have noticed that Bergeron has been like really cold this year. He hasn't been as good as he was before. He's still producing points for us. He's like, at his age, like yeah, that like to be playing that well, like like with uh, 44 points at like in your late 30s, that is really good. But I have noticed that he has probably like a bit slower. But that could be just because of you know. He's, he's, I think he's going to be retiring soon, which is unfortunate. But, but the rumors of him possibly like having his last year in the Bruins. But yeah, I, I have noticed it. But he, I think he's still playing well, and he's still like helping this team out a lot. So yeah. Do you think the the reason the Bruins kept the band together this year, Tyler, was because it's going to be Bergeron's last year? Is that what your feeling is? I think it is very possible, unfortunately. I don't want him to because I think he's, like, the perfect captain for this team right now. I can't really think of anyone else besides Martian. Marshawn. McAvoy. Yeah. Oh. No, no, I think he's a little too young to be captain. Although, then again, Connor McDavid is also a captain. Actually, you're right. But, Maybe we want an older guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bergeron, he has that experience. He's been with the team since 2003. I would love to, have, I would love to see him play 20 years of, of NHL hockey. But I think he will be retiring this year because I don't think he, I don't think he just has anymore. I guess it's time for him to just like focus on family and retirement, enjoying that. 
I couldn't agree more, Tyler. It's that or, or it could be like a very similar situation to David Krejci, where he just plays for his other home state. Absolutely. No, I and honestly, Tyler, I fully agree with that. Like, I, I, I kind of want him to retire just because, like, that dude, uh, I, I, I love him to death, and I jump off a cliff for him. But, you know, he has played a lot of a lot of hockey and a lot of hard hockey the way he plays. And I think, too, you're also seeing the effects of this kind of, like, grueling schedule that they're going through right now, um, where I think the most time yeah. off they, they get right now has been, like, just two days. You know, and so that's going to take its toll on all the players like Martian and Bergeron. So, and I think I think you're seeing effects of that. You know, yeah, definitely possible that the, the schedule could be really affecting all the players, especially like the ones that are a bit older who aren't really quite used to it. Uh, I think Bergeron, like, I think the schedule is just too would be too grueling for him. He's getting older, so like, and if he took like a big hit, it would definitely like not look well for him. It it would be more big of a chance of a serious injury. Well, remember so, the hit he had a uh, couple months ago uh, when Crosby hit him, and he mm-hmm. landed awkwardly. He missed yeah, what, he like had a really four games that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was watching one of the games as a kid, like when I was a little kid watching Bergeron. He got it like he, he almost got a, a really serious head injury. I think he took out on a stretcher too. So Probably he's the game so he got many the concussion versus Philly, hits. right? So that sounds like that time frame is when he got yeah. his back concussion years ago. I think that was versus Philly. Yeah. I don't quite remember. It was so long ago. I think it was 2006. <laughs> Going that that long back. Yeah, you you were just a wee one back then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Jesus! Oh my gosh, I was in high school. Oof. <clears throat> so with with you were Marsh. in high school in 2006. Yeah, dude. Yeah, freshman. Freshman. God, I had been. Wow. Grad- I, had been I, I thought you were like in high years. school from like 2011. Oh, dude. Oh, hey. Thanks, Tyler. Quite honestly, I wish. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I, I wish. God, it goes by way too fast. And, and I was just thinking about it the other day. In like two years, it would be 10 years since I graduated. <laughs> I was like, right. <laughs> tell, tell us more about it, Dave. How is it to, uh, you know, be ancient like you are? Hurts. <laughs> it hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> Getting old ain't easy, man. <laughs> Takes courage, right? It takes courage. <laughs> it takes beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so with with the um, with the ages of Bergeron and Marshawn, obviously those two players are unbelievable players. We're in their primes. They're for their ages. They're still very, very good players right now. I, I get what we're saying about Bergeron. It looks like he's a little bit slower. Um. Mosh on, you know, he tapered off a little bit. I wasn't really going with the does he look old as fuck routine that we went into on him after the suspension, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think, uh, Justin, has been the success of this team so far this year, considering that uh, as it stands right now, at 59 games played, they are two points behind Toronto, uh, 59 games played. Toronto was 79, Boston was 77 points. I believe a little over a month ago, uh, and I know he's not here to defend himself on this one, but Jimmy was saying that he was pretty sure that the Bruins weren't going to make the playoffs. And uh, now it looks like they're going to be jockeying for position with Toronto for the rest of the season. What do you think has been been keeping this team going so far this season? 
I mean, do I dare say secondary scoring? I mean, and I think I think a, a massive part, first of all, was separating Posnock from that top line with Bergeron and Marchand. And I think he and Hall have started to find some chemistry. And I think Hall, Halla is like he's reliable and he can temporarily fill that second line center role. You know, so he, you know, he kind of takes up the defensive responsibility that those two clearly lack. Um, but with that being said, I think they found some chemistry, and that spreads, and that um, is something that other teams have to take to take into account defensively as to who they throw on there when that line's on the ice. Um, and then I think too that like the bottom six, Quayansi has carried them um, in some games here, right? Um, we saw that this line briefly stints last year uh, but the oceans line right the frederick coyle smith line have really gelled um they have a heavy game they have a really uh puck puck pursuit game um i think they've given some teams trouble and quite honestly on some nights they've been your second line right they really have been with the, some of their play and um i think the fourth line which has been you know a kind of amalgamation of what no sick lazar uh felino when he's been healthy um, and of course, by the way, we signed Felino in the offseason, and he's on that fourth line. Whoop de doo, Don Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, like he's playing that. in his thousandth game tonight, so I guess you know Don <laughs> Sweeney gets credit for twelve of those games. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Of course, no. And so, <laughs> but anyway, so that he seems to be good on that fourth line with, with those guys. Um, so I think you've kind of figured out something with your bottom six, um, and then you have that kind of like split with um, Pasternak for that first line. And so I think I think you're giving defense a little bit more of a challenge, uh, whereas beforehand they knew okay perfection lines on the ice, just shut them down, force them to score, um, you know, elsewise, you know, otherwise, and now they can do that, and they've been doing that, so that's what's been carrying them. Tyler, thoughts on the success of this team so far this year, uh, with the aging of Marshawn and Bergeron? See, um, I've not. Uh, for the success of the team, it's nice to see uh, other players playing very well. Um, they've definitely improved from uh, the vacation they took. I was, like the last time I watched them, which was a while ago, because I was doing other, I've been doing other stuff. They were not doing well at all. Like they were losing, like the Cal- Carolina a lot. They were losing the, the Anas when they were like really bad. That was when they like when they they started to just play much better. Like after like, after a little break, and it's. It's nice to see, like, this team knows when they're, like, they're in, like, a really bad state, and they actually sometimes know how to switch it into a good thing. Only in the regular season and not the playoffs, but it's, it's nice <laughs> not, to see this Not team game sevens, right? <laughs> game sevens, uh, yep. Uh, I felt, honestly, speaking of game sevens and the Bruins not having the right leadership in the playoffs, um, I felt so vindicated. I was listening to Felger and Maz the other day, and Felger said, talking about Marshawn having a pussy of a fucking check in Game 7 leading to that second goal, and I was like, ah. But then he fucking shat on Tuka, too, and I was like, ah, I can't win. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God, because that's what I say I've always fought about. It wasn't just Tuka in that game, but... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go back that far. You're allowed one 2015 tonight, all right, Justin? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like I should always be allowed that just because it was that bad. <laughs> uh. well, 
You know, I, I quite honestly though, uh, just to chime in, Tyler, I think you actually mentioned a, a really valid point there. Um, Grant, like I'm looking at their past schedule, and their wins came against Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago, Arizona, Seattle, with the exception of maybe Vegas, uh, one game versus Colorado, and maybe New York Island. I, I like like those teams are in the playoffs, but like all the other teams I, I mentioned previously, and uh, New York Island as well, those aren't playoff teams. Right. That they, they, in fact, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the um, what was in the Western Conference in the Pacific Division uh, are, are those teams: Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago, Arizona. So my point being is like, okay, they've been on a little bit of a tear, but it seems like that tear has come against teams which they're not playoff teams. They're not likely to make the playoffs. So. And they're kind of teams that are either rebuilding or just a complete mess, like the uh, like the Arizona Coyotes. So it's like, how really good are these? Yeah, how good are these wins? To that point, uh, there's a lot of one goal games in here, and if I remember correctly, there was a, a small stretch in, in the last couple of weeks that um, they gave up game tying goals within the last five minutes of a game to either pull it out or lose it in overtime. I think it was three out of four games recently. Uh, and it may have gone even further because, I mean, I don't, uh, like LA, they ended up giving that up in like the last 90 seconds of the game and then losing that in overtime. I remember that. And I think it was right in that period that they had given up game tying goals that led to them losing the game. Or them being forced to go to overtime. Yeah. Not, not. Of course, I click on the Golden Knights game, dummy. <laughs> well, well, right. I and, and I mean, honestly, David, I and that. Of course, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm going back here now, just briefly. But I yeah. feel like a lot of their losses this season have been to the teams which are elite, expected to make the playoffs, and are expected to make some big runs. I mean, Carolina's one of those. Carolina, you clearly yeah, sure own your ass. They clearly own your ass, right? Um, they swept us in the season. Like they, we had no goals against them at all. And Tyler, like, 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 Very like bad. exactly. Not only did they sweep us, but it wasn't like those games were like you know two to one or like four to three or like three to two. They were like blowouts, right? Like six to nothing. They seven were. To one. Yeah. Like undressed, you know what I mean, and just you know took you to a place that they didn't want to be in. So the, like the Bruins scored one game, one goal in, in three games versus Carolina this year, I believe. Right, and they and I and I think they've only played Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay twice. I think they smoked them the second time, but they lost the first time. Um, they lost to Pittsburgh. Um, they've you know lost to the Rangers, who are who are really coming of their own. Um. So I don't know. So I, I think a lot of the losses have come against teams which you should expect to see in the playoffs, which is not good, right? This is not good, and that's what concerns me because a lot of Bruins fans are taking off their pants, running down the street naked, being like, "Woo!" It's just like, dude, look at let's look at the thing as a whole here. So I, you know, yeah, I'm looking back at the last 
two two and a half months worth of schedule and yeah the most impressive wins are most certainly Vegas and then the Colorado I'll, and I will say this Colorado had already played a night or two before in Buffalo so it wasn't like it was a jet lag thing but that was a one o'clock game for Colorado so that was what like 11 in the morning for those guys yeah I like quite honestly it, it, it. I, you hate to say it, but in a way, that was kind of a scheduled loss for Colorado. Yeah. Like, that, that was just kind of one of those scheduled losses. So, you know, I, I, I don't – you know, that that is what it is. I mean, Colorado's loaded, so I, I, I'm not putting too much merit into that game. Um, so, you know, it's just – it's like put into perspective, right, is it's just what we got to do. So – and uh, quite honestly, Anaheim, too, for – you know, the, the games we played against them, they're not a playoff team we've lost. I'm pretty sure Anaheim's kind of had that number for the past season or two. You know, so they've – and they're building something. And I know they're not in the playoffs right now, but they're, they're progressing towards something. They, yeah. they took Dan Heinen and turned it into some actual capital. No. <laughs> Sorry. We we took fucking Nick Ritchie. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like honestly, like we might as well have him on our team right now. Oh man, didn't he get cut by Toronto or <laughs> traded? Pretty sure, but hey, listen, at least he's doing better than his brother Brett Ritchie. I'm pretty sure through like, has he played thirty something games? He's like he's like zeros across the board in the minus six. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, you know, at least he can say, "Hey, I'm better than my brother." Yep. Yep. We could say we had the good Richie second. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got the uh, the trade deadline coming up next Monday. Yikes! At what? Probably three o'clock, four o'clock, something like that. Is probably when the yeah. last trade's supposed to be in. Yeah. Which means around about an hour after that, we'll have to hear uh, Deputy Don come out and say, "Well, we didn't make any trades because I wasn't allowed to." After my. After my first year, they don't allow me to do anything good anymore. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that's pretty mean to whoever's voice I was just making fun of there. Um, yeah, Don Sweeney's voice is fine, Dave. Don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got some nice balanced lines right now. Question to you, Tyler. Do you still try to trade Jake DeBrusque now, or do you wait until the off season? Uh, I I would actually went into the off season to take him off the roster because he's been he's been consistent. I will say I hate to say it, but he's been consistent. He's been helping us on that. He's been helping us get the wins. But oh man, I I would I, I want him gone on the team already though so badly. I would not mind if they traded him. Seriously, I I don't think his trade value is going to be really high. I think he would be just like one of those those players like the mid tier players. We would trade for another mid-tier one. So even if we traded him, I, I feel like we wouldn't get anything. If we did, that would be the best trade we've had because the bus for so many years has done nothing for us. He plays so well for, like, the past five games. And everybody's like, oh, my God, the bus is so good. And then he just goes so cold and he, no one says anything anymore about him. Just so quiet. Well, people uh, say yeah, stuff about him. It's like, where the options. hell did he go? <laughs> like, we're still talking about him, but we're true, like, where the fuck true. did he go, man? <laughs> now, Tyler, you would keep him even and, you though know, he... During the trade, yeah. No, after you. 
Sorry. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to say that one of the most important things we need in this trade is a big defenseman. We don't have that on our roster. Derek Forward's supposed to be that guy, and I just feel like he's not been doing his, his job right. They paid him that big, that big money contract for nothing. Like, he's not enough for, like, a big guy. We need someone, like, who's hard-hitting, who gets in their face. We need, like, a Dustin Bufflin on this team. A miracle, but but just someone, like, so similar to that play style. So we isn't, don't have that defenseman at all. Isn't Dustin Bufflin a forward now? We used to have playmakers smaller D, like Matt Grizzlick. Yeah, no more, no more small defense. I, I think he bounced around from defense to forward uh, throughout his career. I, I believe last I remember hearing about Buffalo, I, is he still playing? Like, I, I, thought, I, I thought he had a dispute with the Jets. I don't think he is anymore. I think he got really hurt. I thought he had a dispute with the Jets over a contract and like refused to report or something like that, and then they would just eventually ended up terminating his contract or something like that. I think – I, mean, I, I I think you're on the right track, Dave. I, I, I again, I totally forget the logistics, but I think it had something to do with that. I don't even think he's playing anymore, quite frankly. Right. I mean, he, he was solid. I mean, he was a big hitter. He could score. He was quick. I mean, he did start as a defenseman, but I believe he moved up to a forward at one point. I don't know if I thought, they, I, thought, I, I thought he was like like interchange, like like he was a forward, and then they were like, oh, let's put this guy in defense, and he turned out to be really good on defense, and then it was just. Then it, then it peter off to that whole issue that you just alluded to. So, um, but I, I t- Tyler, I, what are your thoughts on the? Um, so I don't know if you've heard, but uh, the Josh Manson, uh, Josh Manson trade from Anaheim, big right shot defenseman, thirty years old, third round pick to Colorado, and yeah, in Colorado got a big. You okay? That's a bad trade. I I would not trade that guy. I mean, that's really good for Colorado, but they are such a good team that they just got so much better. I don't know why Anaheim traded him for such a – to get nothing, basically, from that. They're getting getting more young guys, I understand, but Manson was one of your best defensemen in the – Trade him just for a, just for like a younger player. I mean, hey, having a younger player with younger talent like Segris and the other guy Drysdale, I think his name is, is, is a good guy. idea. I understand what they were thinking. I just don't agree with it at all. Yeah. I don't think it was a good trade. I don't know. I'm looking at his numbers. I don't love them, but I mean, a big defenseman is he must eat a lot of minutes. Uh, I'm not seeing those stats there. Yeah. But, uh. But would they get a third rounder? Yep. That's it? That's it. Just a third rounder. Just a third rounder. Like And the younger and a younger player named uh Helson. No, four. They got uh was traded to Colorado. Four Drew Hel <laughs> Hellison. Oh, okay, and the second round pick. Okay. All right. Oh, it's the second round pick? Yeah. Oh, I see. oh excuse me, I thought it was the third round pick. So how do you feel about that trade now? Still pissed off? You still think we could have traded uh, Brandon Kylo for him? <laughs> absolutely. And quite honestly, Dave, uh, as we were talking about before the show, I absolutely would have done that. Um, 1,000%. I think that's another trade. And what I was alluding to with Tyler, and uh, Tyler, you kind of uh, 
mentioned right there was that um, that's a trade the Bruins could do, right? You need size on your back end. And, yes, he's a right shot. I get that. What's the harm in seeing if he can't play the left side? Or at the very least, you know, what's the harm in trading Brandon Carlo at this point? The dude's six foot five. He's a big guy. Um, and he plays a soft style hockey I've ever seen in my entire life. And unfortunately, he's extremely injury prone. Yes. I mean, you know, Manson, like big, sturdy, physical, yeah. shutdown guy who, again, time and time again, like you still need those guys in your, in, 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 like on your roster during the playoffs. There's a reason why teams like Toronto, who are so forward heavy, don't make it past the first round, right? You need that defense in front of you. And I think so many of the past years, uh, Stanley Cup winners have proven that. And he's a guy who I think, again, the Bruins could have had. Uh, I keep going back to Brendan Dillon, right? He went for like a second-round draft pick, I'm pretty sure, a third round. Again, please, you know, look that up. I'm pretty sure that's all, all it was this past offseason. I mean, he was a big left-shot guy with veteran experience. Could have played the left side, and he would have been much better than Forbit. But instead, you go out and sign Forbit, who's – a uh, bottom pair sometimes with McAvoy, penalty kill guy. It's just like, you know, my point being is that, again, Tyler, I fully agree with you. We need big physical shutdown guys. McAvoy can't be that guy all the freaking time. You need that other guy. No, help. he's not even that big of a player. He's just – he's more of a playmaker who does – who's like the most playmaker. He, need, he needs to like actually like do hits and stuff. And he's the only one really doing it. Exactly. And you need more than him. And you just kind of watching as these guys who don't – like it's not like we're sitting here discussing like training first-round picks and everything else like that for Jacob Chitrin, who personally I would love. But all that aside, if you don't want to spend that price, you have guys like him who you could get for an affordable price, right? And it's just, what are you doing? Brendan <laughs> Dillon went to – uh, was traded to Winnipeg for two second round draft picks. Okay, that's not that's not a big price at all for a guy like that who who could play your top pair, big minutes, still a decent age, shut down guy, left shot. All right. Um, now, sorry, I I think I think we all agree defense would be a big upgrade, uh, especially you guys both just said that, but I agree with that. Um, and oh, wow, I, I just screwed that up as always. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yes, so defense is obviously the big upgrade here with, uh, I asked Tyler earlier, Justin, if what did he think about the lines? Would you keep DeBrusque? What if DeBrusque, would you keep DeBrusque? for the rest of the season through the playoffs and if not I assume you would be willing to trade him for a defenseman oh hell yeah oh hell yeah but here's the thing though is I'm trading him now because I think right now you'll get the most for him right you can still wait to the offseason again you still have some leverage there because he's going to be with a restricted free agent but with that being said he's going to be worth more now especially to teams who are trying to make that run who may say okay We'll give this kid a shot. He could be a really great depth depth piece for us. And um, he'll be a restricted free agent at the end of the year, so at least room for us to re-sign him. Like, I think right now is when you're going to get most bang for your buck. And quite frankly, 
I think if you re-sign him, I mean, excuse me, if you don't trade him at the trade deadline, well, you're going to get an unhappy DeBrusque, which translates to an even more unproductive Jake DeBrusque. Well, his right. qualifying offer is like $4.4 million next year, and I don't think the Bruins would be willing to do that. And I don't think so. Other teams aren't going to be want to do mm-hmm. that. They're going to want to trade for him now. Exactly. So that way they can work out something. And I, I believe I read something uh, that his agent went on TSN or something like that. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. But uh, he's been allowed to talk to teams to try and facilitate a trade. Like uh, he can talk contracts with other teams because they, they're afraid of the qualifying offer or they don't really like his qualifying offer. Let's see. Where was that? Oh, yeah. It was Pierre LeBron on TSN. So that he has permission to negotiate contracts to facilitate a trade. And I had uh, first seen it on Twitter from at Bruins underscore stats. There you go. There's my shout-out of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one. It's it's not just 98.5. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, – I still don't trust Don Sweeney to make the trades. That's my, that's my issue. Like – you got you got some chemistry, and I guess my one follow up that I miss for Tyler is even though you would keep you would keep DeBrusque for the playoffs, um, even though he's re- requested a trade, and when given the opportunity, he pretty much reiterated that he would like to get traded out of the, out of town. No, nothing. Yeah, I, I would love to have him get traded out of town for sure. No, I mean you. You would keep him, even though like he has the request, and you know that he he hasn't backed down from it. Sorry, sorry. Are you awake? Yes, <laughs> again. I didn't hear you from me. My, <laughs> my, my, my headphones got a little. No worries. No, I love it. No worries. What I'll take. I'll just take that as a yes and yeah. move on. <laughs> it's okay. Dave's voice is uh, pretty boring. I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. You know, it's very, it's very flat, very monotone. Very, no you know, I mean, very just like this. No, hey man, it's the internet. It's not perfect. <laughs> this is my happy voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Tyler. Who, who would you like to see the Bruins actually land uh, for a defenseman at the trade deadline? It's kind of tough. I, I don't know any defense at the top of my head right now that I can I can really that we can really get. If it would be a miracle, like Victor Hedman or someone from the Tampa Bay Lightning to get for Perdue, Jake Jake then DeBrusque, not trade anyone. Jake DeBrusque they're, they're and Brandon Carlo plus a first round draft pick, boom, <laughs> for, Victor, <laughs> for Victor Hedman. <laughs> that's actually really good. That's I mean, we need we need that's actually really good because even if we did a draft for a first rounder. Sweeney would always mess it up. Yeah. He'd get a guy with a concussion uh, maybe, but maybe history. Maybe someone like that's a team that's. Oh yeah, that yep, like Andre Kasha. <laughs> I they would love to get a guy like that. Yeah, I think he was doing good for like four games up in uh, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I, I think yeah, the. Now where is he now? <laughs> well. I... I think, guys, the, the reality is is that I think defensemen, particularly at the NHL trade deadline, are so highly sought after, right? Particularly for teams that are in the mix like Colorado, Tampa Bay, Florida, whatever. 
that they're really trying to go for and look for those like COVID defensemen, right? So that's why a guy like Jacob Chitrin, who is the personally the only real real player that the Bruins have been rumored to be linked to, that I would actually go for. And the right? Bruins put him out of commission for two to four weeks. Exactly. So, and quite honestly, quite honestly, I'm still training for the guy. I'm still just like, oh hell yeah, I want him. And people will say like, whoa, he's not going to help us with the with the playoffs and stuff. To which I say, so what? You're not going to make it past the first round anyways. Trade for this kid who is still 23, 24 years old. Clearly has a ton of upside as far as a shutdown left hand, left shot defenseman who is just as old as McAvoy is and maybe a year younger, who could be that first-line pair with him. Absolutely, right? I mean, but unfortunately, again, all the other teams that are in the mix for him can offer a lot more than the Bruins can. So he's probably out of the picture. Other than that, it's uh, what, Jacob uh, Middleton from San Jose, who's, you know, a fine defenseman, rough him, tough him, uh physical guy i suppose so he's a guy who the bruins have been heavily linked to and may actually trade for but outside of that i, I no names are jumping off the page of me ben Chirot. not that montreal would do it not that montreal would do a deal with this but he is what six three two thirty four i mean, he's a big guy well what's the age on him though i thought he was 30 He's 30? Okay, so I do a guy like him, depending on, like, you know, if it's like a pick or something. Okay. He's got 18 points this year. You do minus, a guy like that? Minus 18. <laughs> looks like uh, I don't have. Uh, hold on. Let's Justin, see. you say you do that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He fucking plays a shit ton of minutes. Well, he does. I mean, I mean, he would be a big guy. I only bring it up because I'm on NHL.com and he was. Uh, Scratched tonight against Arizona, and it was consi- it was termed by Martin St. Louis as a as management's decision. So I feel like he might be on the move with us, saving him because somebody's got some interest in him that the, they're doing some work on. Again, that's just an assumption. I don't know anything beyond that. How much? I also thought there was a team that was also heavily linked to Shirah, and I can't remember what team it was. I feel like I just read about it. Oh, I think the Penguins. Excuse me, the Penguins. The Penguins. Yeah, the Penguins. They're making a big push for him. Um, which you know, that's the Penguins' prerogative. But uh, you know, he he would be a name I wouldn't mind at all. Actually, now that you throw that out there, I, I'd be fine with him too. Again, depends on the price because he's one dimensional, right? He's more of a physical shutdown guy. But you need that. So, I mean, we know Anaheim's open for discussion. Um... Uh, Richard Ra- Raquel is that his name? Oh, Ricard Raquel, yeah. Ricard Ricard Raquel, sorry, not Richard. I apologize. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was another name that the Bruins were kind of linked with out there. Is it uh, Lindholm? Oh, uh, Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, not Par Lindholm. Tyler. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that dude was a what fourth liner for us at some point. Is he a fourth line? Yeah, Par Lindholm. Yeah. Yeah, he's Boston B party famous because Tyler <laughs> got mad at me because I gave him a D for a fucking midterm grade. <laughs> I do oh, remember man. that. That's coming back. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I gave Tyler shit for it for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, that's a classic one there. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other name that I saw that was linked for the defenseman there. Let me get on there. But I, I, I think it was a defenseman that they were linked with. Let's see. What, what, was it me? Was it you? Are you playing defense now? I mean, I mean they, they, they like small, undersized, out-of-shape guys. So, I mean, I, I could fit the bill. Well, I was going to say, I think <laughs> I think you are taller than Mac Rislick. I, I don't know. That, that, that's a heavy comparison. Maybe if I put some uh, tissues in my skates, maybe maybe I could be a little taller. Yeah, ha- that was the, that was the name. Hampus, Hampus Lindholm is uh, 6'4", 216, 28 years old, 22 points on the season. Play some good minutes. Probably averages around 20. Okay, so that could be a name. Absolutely, absolutely. Five goals from the blue line on that team. I mean, that team's a lot better than it has been in years, but apparently they're still selling. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, but this will be another name. I can see it. I mean, I would do something like that. Try for those two players out of there, especially if you need to get rid of, move on from DeBrusque. Um, well, especially if uh, you know, you're Don Sweeney and you just go for the cheapest dude out there. You know? Oh, he he actually I, – I can't believe I glossed over that. He already got the cheapest dude over there. He, he signed that? He signed that uh, that traded draft pick from Arizona, Mike Callahan, to a two-year oh, entry-level right. contract. Yeah. So now we got we got some more defensemen in the pipeline. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't we? Oh, oh okay. But aren't we also trying to tr- maybe trade those guys away like Mason Luray? I mean, showing some promise, kind of going up, but we're trying to trade those guys. Oh God! So we signed them to trade them. Yeah. So we signed, we signed, we signed all. The, you know, the problem, the reason that they won't play in Boston is they're not from here, because uh, Callahan, I believe, was from Franklin, Mass. And the other uh, signing that happened, I think, earlier today was uh, Mark McLaughlin out of Boston College, I believe. Another, another forward. Signing yep. his two-year ECL. Uh, also, side note, from uh, Tyler and I's hometown of Bill Ricca. Uh, I've never met him, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only connection I have. <laughs> nice to see that, though. Bill Ricca. Really, also- I, I, I heard about that, but a Bill, Ricca, a Bill Ricca kid is signed with the Bruins. That is big for this town. Yeah, not as big as Tommy Glavin was, though. <laughs> <laughs> or Gary DeSarcina for Burlington <laughs> oh god so a little while ago we were talking about the schedule and uh, we had mentioned a few times early in the season how this part of the season was going to be uh, a playoff type schedule and Justin was uh, keen enough to point out the fact that the Bruins have been playing some pretty soft teams. Um, they got some. They got some games coming up. Minnesota's coming up tomorrow night. They're a playoff team. Uh, I don't know about Winnipeg, but you got Tampa Bay coming up. You got the Islanders, who always play you hard, coming up. You got Toronto, who is ahead of you in the standings at least. Uh, you're gonna have to face. Washington again in April, St. Louis, Pittsburgh again. So you do have some games coming up. You're not just going to be playing the rubbish teams. Um, and from what we've seen, it's been, what, a month and a half since they started playing this type of schedule? Or uh, 
a little over a month. At the very least, man. Yeah, it's been about a month since they've been playing this type of schedule, yeah. coming back from the uh, the impromptu all-star break. And we're seeing some of the older guys kind of slow down. Tyler, what do you think for the, for the next couple of games? Uh, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Montreal, and then next Thursday night, Tampa. I don't know if we'll get together before then. That's why I figured we'll throw that one in. Oh, uh, actually, well, I think with these next like three road games, I think we will be doing pretty good. I think the team's been on a really good streak. And I think with this road trip, I think they're feeling a little bit motivated with all the wins they've gotten. They've only had one OT loss, and that was a close game. So, yeah, hopefully they. That was a game they, they should have won. Well. I, I'm confident they will. Sorry. But when they come back to Tampa Bay at home, like they're, they're going to be. And they're gonna get they're gonna get roadblocked, for damn sure. And I don't, I think Tampa Bay's about to give us a rude awakening in what's gonna happen in the playoffs. But as for New York, that might be a very close game. Toronto, I, I kind of see Toronto kind of beating us again, maybe like Carolina a little bit. And New Jersey, yeah, that could be another close game. I feel like it's gonna be a good a good week of of close games and good hockey. Yeah, that that overtime loss you referred to, by the way, was versus the L.A. Kings, where they gave up a the game tying goal with 26 seconds left, and then Charlie fucking Coyle. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, Jimmy. I don't care where you are, even if you are in a ditch because you knocked his cousin out of the beer drinking tournament. Fuck you, Jimmy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Charlie Coyle. Did that just god awful no look pass at the blue line in overtime? And oh, how uh, awful was that, Dave? I'm sorry. Oh, that was, it, was brutal to watch. Uh, Athanasiu, uh, Andreas Athanasiu. Almost every time I hear Jack Edward say it, I thought he was saying "Happy to see you." Um, but that's because what that's what he is saying. They just have to like do a quick voiceover to blend it to make it sound <laughs> like he's saying. No, honestly, that's why I was like, "Happy to see you." That's what it sounds like the first time I heard him saying it. It's like, "Whoa, I'm not happy to see you, but thank you." Man, that that kid, he's got some jets, but I, I believe I had heard that uh, he had scored a couple ga- goals in the game the night before, the game before against they played the Bruins, but he had been a healthy scratch for five straight before them, so that's like LA's own version of friggin' Jake DeBrusque. Essentially. Although yeah. they didn't although they didn't draft him. <laughs> that's at least a plus. So they they can at least say that. And they didn't draft him like in the first round when they should have drafted like, I don't know. Uh, uh, Matthew Pazal or you know, Sebastian Ajo, Kyle Connor, you know, screw those guys, because they suck, apparently. So, you know, Jake DeBrusque. 40-plus goal scorer management thought he was. Let's go. 40-plus, huh? Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten past the to 40, have we? I think, haven't we, though? Have, have, we, have we got him? No. no. I, yeah, no, because he, uh, he, he tied for the Rocket Rashad with uh, Ovechkin on the COVID year, right? At, like, 49 or something like that. I, I, I thought so. I thought he got yeah. up there because he, he has been on tears lately. So. Yeah, he's at 33 right now. Uh now I gotta go back and find out. I think it was forty nine that year. Forty eight, excuse me. I was close. Yeah, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. The COVID shortened year. Uh Justin, <laughs> what do you think of the Bruins upcoming week of games? 
Oh gosh, I gotta be honest, Dave. Who are they even? Uh, who are they even playing? As they coming up? I knew you weren't listening. <laughs> no, no, I told, I told, I totally, I totally. They got, Chica- they got Chicago right now. They're playing there in the right. second period, and that's still what nothing, nothing. With under four minutes to go in the second, tomorrow night, uh, Minnesota. Wow. Yep, Minnesota. Followed by Winnipeg on Friday and Montreal on Monday. I mean, Montreal should be a layup. You would think, considering how Montreal's playing this year, but you never know. It is a original six rivalry, and then Tampa next Thursday. I mean, yeah, I, that's the, I, that's the game I want to see. Well, that's that's the reality, right? It's like that. That's that's the real measuring stick game because Minnesota, Winnipeg, uh, Montreal should be a win. Uh, Minnesota and Winnipeg. Uh, I know Minnesota is honestly a, is a decent team, so like you know, I, I kind of I, I don't you know give them too much crap. They if they lose that, but Winnipeg, you gotta win that. You know, what I mean, it, it, essentially, I will say this: the Bruins have been taking care of business against the teams they should take care of business against. So let's put it that way. So that's always a good sign, right? It's when they start losing to teams, say like the Islanders, who are well out of the playoffs. And they start losing those games that you become, you know, really concerned, right? Um, so luckily, they've been taking care of business against the teams they need to be taking care of business against. With that being said, I urge everyone to watch the games where they're going to be playing teams that are not only in playoff contention, but teams that you will most likely have to face if you are in the playoffs, such as Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? So those are the real measuring stick games. And... So we'll see. So we'll see how Tampa Bay goes, uh, you know, next week. Uh, with that being said, just do your best against Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Montreal. Take care of those guys. And, again, just try to keep rolling, I guess. Keep, keep taking out the garbage like you're supposed to. Do your chores. Yeah, I mean, take, yeah. do, you, do your chores. Take out the papers in the trash. <laughs> That's all. That's, That's all you can ask for. <laughs> Uh, and are we expecting any actual moves from uh, Don Sweeney before Monday's trade deadline? Oh well, I mean, listen. Of course, like we, 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 you know, as as per usual with every single year, right? We are always linked, or the Bruins are always linked to some sort of big player trade and everything else like that, and all this other crap. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, Don Sweeney shits his pants, does is afraid of the asking price. Uh, doesn't know what to do with the team as it's constituted. And so we'll most likely end up getting the Chris Wagners, the John Moores, and, you know, the other scum of the NHL for, like, you know, fifth and sixth round picks because it's a safe move. Um, And they'll probably play decently enough that everyone is like, oh, my God, Don Sweeney, hashtag Sweeneyus. And the Bruins (laughs) still get bounced. Right, and the Bruins still get bounced in the first round, as they do and probably will for years to come if they don't make a big change. So, again, we'll be winning with the big stuff. Expect very little, Bruins fans. Expect very little. Fucking hashtag Sweeney's. I love hashtag it. Hashtag Oh, God. You know something? If, if for whatever reason they go on a tear and they win the cup, I am going to use that hashtag for an entire year. Sorry. Dave, I, I gotta be honest with you. I hope you do, because I want to be wrong, quite frankly, right? Because I want right the as a Bruins. Well, you're gonna be right. Trust me, you're gonna be right. You know, and I don't want to be, but it's the reality. <laughs> the hashtag sweetness. <laughs> oh shit! 
That's hilarious. What about you, Tyler? What do you think? Any big moves from oh. the, the Don? Probably. It could be just one big one after that. I have a feeling it's going to be one another safe move, just like Justin said. I wouldn't be surprised. It's what he's always done. He's just he's trying to make sure that uh, this team is just the same as it's always been. Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn, the perfection line. Help us win a Stanley Cup. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't work like that anymore. It never did work like that. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They made it a couple times. They only have the one. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And those were uh, two of those teams were Shirelli's teams, weren't they? So I think so, Sweeney, yeah. Sweeney's only made the one, and the the, uh, the limp erection line did not do, uh, well, did exactly what it's called. It was a limp erection. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, trying, you mean like trying to put a condom on when it, when you're soft, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of deal. What's a condom? <laughs> I'm still trying to look up that one, Dave. <laughs> What's a condom? What are those used for? I don't know. Uh, I thought there was some form of massage like material, but. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Easy cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, unlike Don Sweeney's mask. Yeah. Oh god, he's gonna he's gonna try and yeah. sign Neely out of the fucking ninth floor. Hey, don't <laughs> don't don't be surprised if Zamboni dri- uh, drivers are like you know top line right wing. He, he's gonna that, <laughs> probably that uh, that backup Zamboni driver, the the e bug goalie from Carolina. He's gonna be our, our big off season signing in net. Oh yeah! Oh, big time! Or like some uh, high school kid, you know what I mean? Just be like, well, listen, he's from he's from uh, Chelmsford, Mass, and uh, he sucks, so he's a perfect fit for the Bruins. So we gave him nine million a year. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the Sweeney way. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Sweeney. Oh God. Uh, all right, guys. I think that's going to do it for the Boston Bee Party. Uh, thanks for joining me as always, Justin Ventola and Tyler Scales. And thank you all for listening. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Yeah.